Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We're located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland, and under the leadership of Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now today's podcast. Be blessed. Amen. I forgot what my scripture was about. Lord have mercy. Just to revisit just a short part of the scripture, it says, Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice. Let me say that again. Then you shall see. It means God will give you revelation. And be radiant means that you're going to glow. Your heart shall thrill. It means that there's going to be some praise in you. And rejoice. Because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you and the wealth of the nation shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels in Midian and Ephraim and all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense. And listen to this. And they shall come proclaim the praise of of the Lord. And just for a moment, I want to come from the subject of let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Well, if you have the opportunity to go to the beach this summer or go out in the park or go cut grass, fellas, <laughs> you've experienced sunlight. But the thing that it's interesting about sunlight that most of us may not know. Okay, fact checkers, get ready. Always get a couple. Fact checkers, get ready. Is that the light we experience is not like a ray, but light is actually individual photons, particles that we can't see with our naked eye. The particles start off inside the sun in captivity. They're stuck there. They bounce around, the photons are bouncing around, but while they are bouncing around, they are gaining energy that causes them to become illuminated. Some photons might remain inside of the sun for millions upon millions upon millions of years. But at some point, they get released from the sun and they travel out through the darkness, through millions of miles and millions of miles and millions of miles until they reach Virginia Beach. <laughs> and they land on your skin and they land on the ground. One thing to note about photons is that they have atomic and seemingly unending energy, but at some point, the photons will die. The reason that they will die is their energy source, the sun, is gone. They have left their energy source. So they have temporary power. They have temporary power, but because they have been separated from the sun, it's not everlasting. Light is something that gives us life on earth. Without light, the plants can't grow. And if the plants can't grow, the cows can't eat. The cows can't eat. You can't get your number three at McDonald's anymore. We can't have hamburgers. We can't. But 
The light is the life force that we depend on. Our witness as Christians and our witness as the light to the world is not meant to stay in captivity. Even though God, we were, the word of God tells us that he, he knew us before we were born and God sent us our spirit body and we became a manifestation here on earth. We came from nowhere to now here and God has given us a mission but even that we have been freed and been placed here on earth somehow we still remain in captivity because we don't let our light shine. The shining, the scripture tells us that as we shine our light, it says that we can unite the world, that we can bring the world toward us. If they could just see our light. Metropolitan, are you allowing your light to shine? Are you keeping it hidden? Are you using your gifts for God? We talk about the word gift. Gifting is, is, is something that, that God has given you. You can't go to school for it. You might be able to go to school to enhance it. But God has given you a gifting. This is the, the light, the different things that God has given us. And as we shine our light, those that are in darkness will be drawn to the light. So as we revisit our scripture, the situation that we find ourselves is that Isaiah speaks to the Israelites. And we've talked about the Israelites a few times. We've seen that they're in captivity and out of captivity. They're always in jail or out of jail. It's always something that's going on. And Isaiah speaks to them about their responsibility after their freedom. I talked about this before, about how they had been released and, and, and what, their, what their responsibility was after the release. But Isaiah tells them that it is now your responsibility to go into the darkness. Just like the way that photon was released, that photon was on a mission. That photon was sent from the sun to land on earth, to feed the plants, to, to give light to the earth. That is the same as your mission. God has called you, called us, to be a light. The scripture tells us that we should emit the light of Christ. You don't have light all by yourself. You have the light that is given to you through Jesus Christ. The darkness dwells in our homes. The darkness dwells in our schools. The darkness dwells in our workplace. But the question today, Metropolitan, are you willing to go into the darkness? There's a lot of dark places, but we have to be willing to go in there. We, we're already light. You already have the light of Christ. What are we scared of? And we have the support. And we have the backing of our God in heaven who will cover us. See, we have been released from our bondage. But God says that we will rejoice because he has released us to go worship. Our power comes from our praise and our worship. That's how we connect. We have to connect with God by understanding what his word says. 
We have to connect with God by being able to lift up our hands. You know, it's one thing to know the word of God. You know, you, you go back to high school. Go back to high school, all right? Were you ever trying to talk to somebody, but they didn't want them to know that you were talking to them? You know what I'm saying? You know, all right, fellas, you know, you, right, I'm going to talk to the fellas. That never happened. No, you talk, you try to get close to the girl, trying to talk to her. She'll give you a phone number, you know. Well, don't tell nobody we talking on the phone. I don't want them, you know. You know see, see, that's what happens when we have a relationship with God. You know, we want to come to church. We come to church on Sunday. We might clap our hands. But Monday morning, oh, don't talk to me about no Jesus. You go out to eat with your friends at work. I, I, we've been there. I've been there. You go there with your friends. You eat lunch. It's like, do I bow my head and pray? I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, you know, okay. Are you in a relationship with Jesus or not? Is Jesus your lover? Is Jesus your first and your last? Or is he not? Which one is he? Oh, ashamed of the one that saved you from sin. Ashamed of the one that healed your body. Ashamed of the one that healed that relationship. Ashamed of the one that brought that daughter or that son back home. Ashamed of the one that's blessing you up. Ashamed of the one that woke you up this morning and started you on your way. So three things God has called us to do as light. Number one, we have to go into the darkness got to go into the darkness. Number two, you got to light your candle. You got to light that candle. And then once we go into the darkness and once we light our candles, and then the world will come to worship. Metropolitan, once we start worshiping, once we start praising God, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, that's fine. Once we start worshiping and once we start praising God, that's when the people are going to start showing up because they're going to want to know what in the world is going on at Metropolitan. Why are they so happy there? Why are they so happy about Jesus? Why are they lifting their heads? Why are they running up and down the aisle? What is going on at Metropolitan? The people are going to want to know what's going on here. It's fine to do outreach. We've got to do outreach. It's fine to feed the hungry. We've got to feed hungry. But we've got to give God some praise and worship first. Go into the darkness. We have a mission to go into the darkness. But for some, you might be a little scared. Go in the darkness. Oh, I don't want to go over this. I ain't going to no hood, knocking on no doors. Right? They over there shooting. I'm with you, Tracy. Oh, well, I'm going to take Tracy with me if I'm going. That's what I'm going to do. That's the first thing he told me when I first met him. Hey, Tracy, how you doing? He said, hey, Pastor. He said, I want you to know I'm the, I'm the uh, resident bouncer. I said, Okay. I said, I'm going to make sure that I don't do anything to get bounced out of here. But as we go into the darkness, here's the thing. The scripture tells us about the glory of God. The glory of God will protect you. The glory of God will keep you as you are going into the darkness. 
When I was uh, growing up about this time of year, maybe no, uh, November-ish, it would be time to take the Christmas decorations and get them ready. Well, one summer, the, um, and, and the Christmas decorations were kept in the attic. But one summer, the squirrels broke into the a- attic, and they were having a Holy Ghost party in the attic. All summer long. They running back and forth, keeping us up in that. You know, and my dad didn't pay. Oh, I would have, you know, my dad didn't pay no mind. And at night, it, it was scary. I was eight years old when this was happening. And so come Christmas time, now the Christmas decorations were in the attic. The attic was dark. And I'm like, my, my mom was like, hey, Dara, I need you to go up and get the Christmas day. I ain't going up in no attic. Them squirrels are out there. My daddy said, well, I've gotten the squirrels out of the way. The squirrels have been taken care of. See, daddy had called in an exterminator. Daddy had made it so that anything that would be standing in my way would be eliminated. See, that's how it happens. When you're scared to step out, know that your heavenly father has prepared the way. All the little squirrels that might mess with you have been taken care of. But even though I knew the squirrels were gone, guess who showed up? Fear. Even though you know that the squirrels are gone, there's still that fear that might be there. And so it came time. My mama said, no, 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 no. I ain't raised no, I ain't raised, I, I'm going to be, I, I ain't raised no, no boy that, that's not going to go up in the attic. I'll be careful what I say. No, I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it. Be all on YouTube. What that mean? Nope. Not going to say it. Came time to go in the attic. Boy, you better get up in that attic. I told you in the squirrels up there. Here was the problem. It was dark. I trusted my father. I knew the squirrels were gone. There was this unknown. It was dark up there. So I went to take a step on the step. My father stood behind me. He said, boy, just go on up there. During the summer, I put a light up in the attic. But you can't flip on the light until you get up there. You got to take the first step. If you just climb up the attic and climb up the attic and step out on faith, God will be there. And all you have to do is flip on the light. God will be there. God will be there to help you. God has not only removed the distraction, he has removed the devil. But at the end of the tunnel, there's a light that he is there. All you got to do is flip the switch. (laughs) Go into the darkness and don't be scared because God has removed the enemy. And all you have to do is flip the switch. When we used to do Coast Guard Search and Rescue, there was this boat that was called the coat the, the, of the 47 foot lifeboat. And the thing about that lifeboat was this, that when you went out into bad weather, the boat was designed so that if it flipped over, turn itself back up. Flip the boat over, you might get tussled, you might get torn, torn all over the place. But no matter how far you went out into the ocean, God is there. You see, the word, God, word of God tells us that God holds us in the hollow of his hand. 
means that he makes this little, little cup right here and, and he places us in here and he places us in a cup. He doesn't grab us like this to strangle us, to control us, but he gives us free will and he gives us covering so that we can operate in ministry. But he protects us while we're operating in ministry. Don't be afraid to go out into the dark. So as we go out into to the darkness, we have to be ready to flip that switch by lighting your candle. The nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away and your daughters shall be carried on the nurse's arms. Light your candle. Israel was released out of captivity to go back and rebuild the temple. It's, it's something that, that we don't talk about a lot because we always talked about, well, they get released and they were sent back and they get captured again. But, but what happens is it doesn't get told all the time is that almost every time when Israel was conquered, the first thing is that the conquerors did was go destroy the temple. That's Satan's job, to destroy your temple. It's Satan's job to destroy your praise. It's Satan's job to destroy your worship. It's Satan's job to destroy your testimony. But we miss it. I miss it. You miss it. We think it's about coming to church and sit down here and listen to your crazy pastor. Okay? It's not just about coming in the building. It's about relationship. God wants a relationship. And in order for us to get a relationship, we have to draw close to him. The only way for us to draw close to him is that we have to be in his presence. Number one, we have to know who the person is. Ever be in a relationship and don't know who the person is? This is not a marriage sermon. In a relationship, you know about the person, you've heard of the person, but you don't know who the person is. The only way to get to know the person, you got to spend some time with the person. All right? Let's spend some time with. Well, how do we spend time with God? Well, we got to read God's word. Bible study. Was that, was that inside voice? Bible study on Thursday. We have to understand God's word. Have to understand God's word, and we have to do it on a daily basis. How many married people would like if you only saw your spouse? Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry, but that's it. How would you like it if you were in a relationship with someone and you only saw them once a week? You wouldn't like that. You'd be bothered by that. God doesn't want a Sunday relationship with y'all. God doesn't want just a Sunday relationship with us. Let's pick up the Bible on Monday. Let's pick up the Bible on Tuesday. Let's pick up the Bible on Wednesday. Let's give some God some worship and praise on Monday. Let's give God some worship and praise on Tuesday. Let's give God some worship and praise on Wednesday. Let's give God some worship and praise on Thursday. Let's give God some worship and praise on Friday. Let's give God some worship and praise on Saturday. And then Sunday is just a recap of the events. You know how the news does? They do a recap of the week's events. Our Sunday should just be a recap and let's just give the testimony about what God has done for us on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, and on Saturday. 
to light our candle, we have to get close to the source. We have to get close to the one that gives us the power. And it's going to come with our word and our worship. That same winter at my home, after I finally got the <laughs> finally got the uh, the Christmas decorations down, we had a big snowstorm, and um, the lights were out in Portsmouth. Everybody knows I'm from Portsmouth, right? So I'm not gonna tell y'all I'm from there no more because I'm not gonna keep saying that. Okay, I'm from Portsmouth, Virginia. The lights were out in Portsmouth, and it was out for one day, and we my my dad had forgot to go buy the batteries. We had flashlights. We got. We forget. Don't we miss that? We we forget sometimes. Yeah, I know. But but they don't believe that. We forget some stuff. But there were no more batteries in the flashlights. And so, host my mom around there and Clarence, why you? Why you know? Anyway, and so the lights were out. We were sitting there, no lights. But then my father pulled out this little tube. This little tube, and he looked at the tube, and he cracked it. Oh, light. We then, we had, like I said, Daddy, what, what is that? He said, well, inside this little tube, there are two chemicals. And when they come together, you get light. In your life as a Christian, there are two chemicals that you got to have. You got to have some word. You got to have some worship. And when you have some word and some worship, then you will have the light. The light will show up in your life. Turn on your candle. Turn on your light. The word of God even tells us that when Moses, when he was talking to God, he said, hey, I just want to I just want to see your face. God said, well, you, you, you can't see my face, but I'll tell you what. I'll pass by. And you can just look at the, the train that's left, left by, left as I go by. And so, and so Moses goes up in the mountain. He hides himself in the mountain. God's come by, and he sees just, just the little bits and pieces of God. But when Moses came back down off of the mountain, the people looked at him and said, whoa! He was, he was bright. He, he had been changed. He, 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 he looked like a different person. We have to get in the presence of God. And then people would say, who are you? Why are you acting this way? Why are you running up and down the aisles at the church? Why are you pulled off the side of the two tears, shouting, giving God the praise and the glory? What has happened to you? People will begin to wonder what is going on. And then finally, the world will come to worship. I said it earlier. I got ahead of myself. I'm going to say it again. When people start to see the excitement, when people start to see, if you want to do some evangelism, just start telling people how good God is. They're going, what's wrong with you? Do we got some terrible economic times going on? We have some terrible political times going on. But you can tell them that your prosperity, that your help comes from the hills. Your help comes from God who is the maker. And you won't be worried about what's happening in Congress. You won't be worried about what's happening in the political world. For God 
will call people to us when we begin to show the light. But I talked earlier about how the photons lost their energy. This can happen to us. See this? This is a this is a candle. So we come to church. This is the Sunday where you would listen to the sermon and you took good notes and you did all this stuff. And then but you you didn't you didn't give God any praise. You just kind of said you were a good student, you were a good seminary student, and you 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 did all that. And you did, you, but you did, you, you did no praise. And what happens, as soon as you walked out the door, the enemy took it from you. Okay. So you said, okay, I'm going to come to church next week. I'm going to shout all over the place. So this week, you paid no attention to the sermon, but you shouted, you ran down the hall, you knocked Joy off the seat, you, you disturbed Miss Lewis on the organ, you did all that stuff. But the soon on Monday morning, <laughs> enemy takes that away from you. But word worship. But when you come in and you've been studying God's word all week, you take good sermon notes. You have a morning devotion, and then while you're at church and all during the week. Notice the candle is lit, but it's not lit God's way. Huh, you got to go back to the fire. You still have to get some more. But what happens is the glory of God covers you. And the enemy cannot do anything to your worship. The enemy cannot do anything to your word. Because the power of God, the glory of God will keep you in the hollow of his hands. And you can give God the praise and the glory and the honor. He's going to keep you if you just return and give him some worship. If you just take the time to get in his word, he will keep your candle lit and people will come running down Bryant's Road saying, what is going on in Metropolitan? Why are they so happy? Why are they giving God so much glory? Why are they running up and down the aisles? What is going on in Metropolitan? Come on and give God some praise today. The word says that the people will come. And the word says not only are they going to come. Look at the scripture. It says that they're going to come and praise the Lord. God is calling us to a relationship. And in order for that relationship to work, we've got to flip that switch. We've got to get close to him. We've got to get in, give him praise. But we also got to get in his word. It's not enough just to be a good Bible student. God wants to see some type of expression. I know everybody can't run. I know everybody doesn't 
worship the same way. But you can say amen. Amen. You can lift your hand. You can lift one hand. If you only got one good hand, lift the one good hand. If you got no good hands, don't lift anything. Just say hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. And if you can't do that, you can be a prayer warrior. There's something you can do. So as God has called us to be a light, we have to ask the question, what is it we can do? We can go into the darkness, we can light your candle, and the world will come. Maybe there's somebody today whose light has been blown out. Satan has blown out your light. You've come You've, you've, maybe you were at church one time, but it just wasn't working out for you. So you decided that you would go away, and then maybe you, you've come back. Or maybe you've never known the Lord. Maybe you've never known the light of Jesus Christ. So if you want to give your life to the Lord today, we open the doors of the church at this time. We ask that you would come and surrender yourself for we're all like candles. We have, no, we have no power on our own. We can only get the power from God. Or maybe there's someone that you know the Lord and you want to make this your Holy Ghost headquarters. You want to make Metropolitan your home church. So we invite you as well. Or maybe there's someone that you have fallen away from the Lord, but you want to come back to rededicate your life. And we open the door for you as well. Amen. May God bless you and may heaven smile upon you. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit our website at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.